Greetings, Arlington. Welcome to Grace in 30 Live on WERALP, Arlington 96.7 FM. My name is Ed Mellick, and I'm joined by my co-host, Sal Dietrich. Sal, what's shaking tonight? Ed, doing great, my man. Uh, welcome back from the beach. Some well-deserved vacation there. Uh, you know, we're joined tonight by Darlene Baki, Executive Director of Borromeo Housing, a nonprofit located right here in Arlington. They've got an amazing mission, a family-focused mission to help our homeless young mothers become self-reliant. Since 1999, Borromeo Housing has helped nearly 1,000 young women and their babies with over 90% of the program's graduates graduating and living independently. Uh, you know, the success of this program is really based on three key things. It's, it's education, it's transitional housing, and child development. And, you know, what struck me, uh, Darlene, from our initial conversation was just that these are strong young women who have decided to take control of their future and chart a course for independence. Uh, folks, if you have a question for Darlene during the broadcast, uh, please send it to us on Twitter at GraceIn30. Before we jump in with Darlene, uh, many listeners commented about last week's show with Lieutenant Larry Thompson, an Arlington fire firefighter who felt called to start a nonprofit called the Least of These Foundation, which provides daily education and hot meals to 240 children on the Forgotten Island off the coast of Port-au-Prince, Haiti. Larry's been to Haiti a dozen times since his first trip in 2012, and he's made a significant impact on the children he serves and their families and community. He's a great example of what a regular person can accomplish when they step out and honor their higher calling. If you'd like to learn more about his organization, please visit his website at www.leastofthesehaiti.com. That's leastofthesehaiti.com. As Sal mentioned, we're joined today by Darlene Baki, Executive Director, Director for BHI, a nonprofit started by Arlington residents to help young homeless mothers become self-reliant. Over the past 28 years, they have helped educate and stabilize the lives of hundreds of young women and their children. And they also operate an infant care support center, which provides critical items like diapers and formula to 150 families each month. All of this on a shoestring budget. Darlene, Darlene welcome to Grayson 30. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, welcome, welcome, Darlene. So Ed's going to say BHI, and I, in my Pittsburgh accent, am going to say Borromeo Housing. Um, you know, when we got together and talked before the show, you know, what struck me is you had a real eye-opening experience uh, as a volunteer with a group called Birthday Angels, and uh, that really spurred you to get involved uh, with homeless single mothers. Um, you know, share with us what happened in that, that time. Absolutely. It was about 10 years ago, and I was working with an organization volunteering, and it was called Birthday Angels, and we brought birthday supplies, cakes, gifts for uh, children in local shelters once a month to celebrate their birthdays. I was working at the time, and I was asked to go to the grocery store and buy a yellow cake with chocolate frosting and write the young girl's name in pink lettering with pink roses, and I said, sure, I can do that on the way home, not a problem. I just picked it up, went to the shelter, met the girl at the door. She was so excited to see me. We celebrated, we sang happy birthday. She was 16 years old, a single young mother. And I noticed that she was cutting out the, her name really carefully and she wanted to save it for later. And I thought it was a little strange that a 16 year old was so concerned about her name, but you know, I didn't think too much about it. And as I was leaving, this young lady stopped me and said, Miss Darlene, I have to say thank you. And I said, of course, it was fun. She said, no, no, you don't understand, Miss Darlene. This is the first time 
I've ever had my own birthday cake. And I was stunned. And I walked to my car and I realized that the simple act of stopping at the grocery store on the way home from work was so important to this young lady. And it was the birthday cake she had been dreaming about her entire life, and I just brought it to her. And I was just so shocked that a little little time that I gave meant so much to this young lady. Yeah, and we don't we don't often think about the uh, the struggle and the things that people go through in, in life and how something that simple and thoughtful can, can make a huge difference for someone. You know, when uh, another thing when we got together, um, you know, just the sense I got of how proud you are in, in this unique model that Borromeo Housing has, and you know, the focus on on the sort of the three pillars, the foundations of the program, the the focus on education, the the transitional housing, and the child development. You know, take us through each of those three pillars of the program and and why that's so critical. Borromeo Housing is an education first transitional housing program for young teen moms aged 16 to 22 and their one child. We actually have a house in Arlington and they can live with us for two to three years. What differentiates us from other shelter programs in the area is that we are education focused in that to live in our home and participate in our program, our young moms must go to school full time, whether it's high school, college, or a nursing certificate program. Because we believe through education, we will stop the cycle of poverty one family at a time. So we focus on education. We also have group meetings twice a week where we focus on child development and um, just talking about everyday occurrences in parenting, being a young mom and helping them really navigate their life through budgeting and life skills. So could you describe what a typical young woman looks like uh, who comes to BHI? Well, there isn't exactly one woman that looks exactly the same. We have so many different women that enter our program, but they do enter in a similar fashion in that our young mothers find themselves pregnant. And if they're living at home, maybe their family doesn't agree with their choice to keep the child. So they're asked to leave and they end up living maybe with the baby's father and his family. And then maybe they're asked to leave because of some reason. Then they have to stay on someone's couch or pay rent. And then they have to work part time while going to school. And eventually, you know, they're working so much, they're falling behind in school that they end up dropping out in school. And after a couple of years of not being in school, they realize they really want to finish their education. So they go back to school or a social worker and then they find us. And, and how do they find you? Um, they can find us through our website. They can submit an application. They can find us through their social worker or school guidance counselor. Is that where you get most of the referrals? We do. We do. Most of our referrals are through Arlington County social workers or school programs. So I'm curious about some of the rules and the guidelines uh, for the young mothers living in the house. Uh, do they pay rent? Can they date while they're there, et cetera? What, what are some of the, the rules? We have rules. We are a very structured program, and sometimes it's a little difficult for our young moms to transition into our program. Um, we have curfews every night. Our young mothers must be in the house at 9 o'clock. On weekends, it must be 11 o'clock. Um, they have to call us from the house phone so that we know that they're there. They have to go to school full time. Absolutely, they must go to school. Um, we also have group nights twice a week, Mondays and Thursdays. Those are mandatory where we learn again about life skills. Um, the big ones, no drugs, alcohol, or violence are allowed in the house at any time. No men unless a staff member is present. I don't care if it's your father, your brother, the baby's father, no men at any time. Our young mothers do pay $100 a month rent, 
and they can pay that with assistance they receive from the county. Um, so that's pretty much it, but it's pretty structured. They're not used to it. Uh, about how many uh, women and children are living at uh, the house right now? Right now we have four families, four mothers and four children. That's great. Uh, you know, actually we, uh, we received an email uh, just a few minutes ago uh, from Chanel, who is uh, someone you mentioned when we got together, uh, who's currently uh, uh, living at Borromeo Housing. And uh, she says, you know, uh, hi, my name is Chanel. I- I'm a resident at Borromeo Housing. Um, I've been living there with my, my two uh, boys since September of 2015. Uh, it's been great. I've succeeded uh, so much ever since I've been there. Uh, I've been given so much opportunity that uh, without being here with such positive people around me, it simply wouldn't happen. Um, and she, she hopes to you know, continue to be an advocate uh, for Borromeo housing in the future. Much thanks to everyone who's been there to cheer me on. And, and uh, what a great message from, uh, from one of the moms there at Borromeo housing. Our mothers are amazing. Uh, These young women not only are single mothers, but they really want to focus on education. So imagine being a teenager, going to school full-time and being a full-time mother. Our young mothers, most of them are the first to graduate high school in their family. And very few of them, I would say, many of them are the first to go to college um, in their family. So this is really changing the cycle of their family in terms of educational goals. Now, now it mentioned she has Two children. Yes, Chanel has two children. It's a little bit of a different situation. Normally we have one mother per child. Um, So Chanel came to us, uh, she was living in a homeless shelter and she had her first son and it's unique in that he is not her biological child. However, Chanel at the age of 20, um, she is his godmother, realized that he was not being parented properly and she took it upon herself to raise this child on her own. She has legal custody of him. And then she she had her second child with her boyfriend. So she actually has two children, but since Chanel showed us that at such a young age, she was willing and caring enough to care for this other child, we broke the rules for her a little bit, and she and her family are thriving in our program. Um, she sounds special in other ways as well. You described some things she's been doing, sort of advocacy work for homeless young mothers. Could you share that with us? Uh, yes, Chanel uh, has, been helping us um, get the word out about it's called the diaper bill it's a hygiene act and we actually introduced her to Keith Ellison who is a congressman of Minnesota and he's trying to pass this bill which will help um, young families to get assistance to buy diapers and other hygiene items when you're receiving food assistance you cannot use that to buy hygiene items and also after your you know your monthly bills you don't have a lot of money left over for diapers so we uh, introduced Chanel to the congressman. They spoke on the phone. She was part of her podcast, and she did such a great job, and he was impressed with her that he invited us to meet him in his office. So I took her down with the boys, and we spent about an hour and a half with him, and it was fantastic. And after meeting her, he uh, offered her a summer intern program. So she's really, really doing well. Oh, that's great. Uh, I, so Chanel is currently with you. Yes. Tell us um, what success looks like. What does some of your ideal program graduates look like? Maybe give an example or two. Okay, well, typically I can tell you after the first three months, that's kind of the trial period. Since we are so structured, and many of our young mothers are not used to so much routine and structure, they don't make it past three months. But if they make it past three months in our program, they can stay with us two to three years to finish their education. After that, I mean, most of our mothers that I consider successful is if they receive a degree, they're self-sufficient, they're raising their family with minimal support from the county. Most of our families, after they leave our program, do not 
um, receive support from the camera that uh, the county they're self-sufficient and to me to be a young mother to be empowered and take care of your family on your own that's success and and most of the uh the uh, young moms who come to you are they referred through through the county or through various organizations they come from different resources some come from the county through the social work program some come from the school system some come from families or religious organizations um, they have to find us but we uh we're such a specific program in that our young moms must go to school full-time that a lot of the young moms don't qualify that come to us. And then we kind of have an interesting application process in that I meet the young mom first, and then she meets with the other moms in the program that live in the house because I don't live there and I don't have to support this young mother, but they do. So I get half a vote, you could say, for the applicant, and then our other moms get the other half because we want them to live together and support each other. Wow, that, that's amazing. I mean, what a story of young mothers coming together to uh, provide the right environment for themselves and for their children. I, I didn't realize that everyone gets a vote in and who comes there and really helps form the character and structure of, of the home uh, for the moms as well as the children. That's amazing. Do, do any of the people come back, come back to serve? They do. They come back and they volunteer or they help with homework or budgeting or just to share their story of success during our group nights. I always say it's very interesting and satisfying to me that I always say our moms come in, you know, as children, but when they leave their pro- our program, they're women. They really they grow during that two to three years. They really learn how to be self-sufficient and to support each other. And do they, I guess, help each other when, when one has to go to school? Maybe uh, they babysit or help so that, uh, you know, someone's looking after the kids while they're off at school? Yes, they do support each other. Um, They go to the store together, they eat together, they cook together. We try to create this communal atmosphere of of helping each other because they're all in the same situation and and they all need each other's support. Great, yeah, yeah. thank you. Uh, What we're gonna do, uh, Darlene, is take a a short uh, identification for the show and we'll come right back and uh, give you a chance to grab a drink of water. You're listening to Grace in 30 on WERALP, Arlington, 96.7 FM. We're talking with Darlene Bakke, Executive Director of Borromeo Housing, an Arlington-based nonprofit that provides education, transitional housing, and child development skills to homeless single mothers. You know, we're back with Darlene Bakke, and, you know, what do you think, Darlene, share with us some of the significant challenges that these young young mothers face uh, either you know when they on their on their way to coming to you while or or even after they leave i mean what are some of the the challenges that they face in general i would say the the most important challenge they face is that they don't have support whether it's the baby's father may not be supporting them anymore their family may not be supporting them anymore um, they find themselves almost alone uh, with a new baby and they have a hard time parenting because maybe they haven't received um, guidance um, towards parenting. They're just pretty much on their own. So I would say lack of support is the main um, hurdle right now. Yeah, look, I, I remember when my wife and I brought home our first child and you know the baby Katrine was crying you know, the first night and I'm walking up and down the stairs and then we went to the pediatrician visit and the doctor looked at us and said, you know, when my baby cried, I, I fed them. Uh, so, you know, I can I can uh, tell you that just being a, a young parent, uh, you know, can be overwhelming, but also, you know, it, it's you, like you said, you grow every minute. Um, and, and so kudos to these these young moms who, um, 
you know, are taking on all those responsibilities, the, the, the health of the baby, um, you know, just, just themselves getting through that initial period after having a child and, and now transitioning to school. I mean, that, that is amazing. What about some of the other challenges? Um, in terms of parenting or the organization? Uh, just for the young women. Young women. Well, I mean, obviously it's difficult to go to school after you've been out uh, a couple years, so they find themselves they're a little bit older um, in the school system. Sometimes English is a second language for them, so they have a difficult time um, catching up or just um, finishing their degree. So I would say, uh, I mean, just basic teenage challenges, plus having a baby, plus trying to finish school, plus trying to get through life and be a good mother. That's a, There's a lot going on. Yeah, you know, uh, th- let's shift focus for a minute. What what are some of the biggest challenges that, that you folks are facing at Borromeo Housing as an organization? Uh, you know, you're not a big big organization. Uh, it's a name I, I've known since I've lived in Arlington County. Um, what are some of your big challenges going on? Well, as you know, we're a very small nonprofit in Arlington, been here almost 30 years, and 90% of our funding comes from the community. That's individual donors or family donations. We do not receive federal or state funding. We do receive a small type stipend grant from Arlington County. So of course, like any other small nonprofit, funding is always a challenge. Um, you know, in terms of, you know, just the day-to-day, working with the moms, you know, making sure they get to the right school system, making sure their kids are reaching developmental milestones, just pretty much everyday family challenges besides funding. Yeah, I guess that's one of the things that, that I learned is, you know, with the name Borromeo Housing, uh, you know, I, I always thought that you had an affiliation with St. Charles Borromeo, and, and I know that, that you receive support from numerous organizations in the county, religious and non-religious, but, um, you know, what I didn't realize is that you folks are, are you know, really a nonprofit on your own, you know, relying on the, the donations and support of this community. You're, you're not a subsidiary of Catholic Charities or any, any organization, sort of umbrella, big organization like that. So, you know, you do have a very, uh, you know, a tough mission there. And, um, you know, kudos to you to, to running this entire thing and with a thousand uh, women coming through this program, uh, you know, since the existence and, and doing all that on a shoestring budget, you know, certainly a tremendous opportunity for our listeners and people in this community uh, to get involved. What are some ways that uh, our listeners could could help Borromeo Housing? I mean, obviously, there's 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 they can visit your website and see what you have there. But, you know, are there day to day things where uh, people can volunteer, cut the grass, for example, or, you know, do repairs on the house or, you know, help the moms, things of that nature? Absolutely. We have uh, many religious organizations in Arlington that do a day of service with us. We also have organizations that will do a diaper drive or a gift card drive to help us pay our bills with uh, Target gift cards. and <laughs> That really helps us. Um, we also have um, Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts volunteer. We have middle school students. We really, uh, really want youth to volunteer. So we really help young people um, come and volunteer. Whatever they want to do, we will find something for them to do. We also have our guest chef program, which happens Monday nights during our group nights. And we also have other volunteers that help with life skills training or budgeting. They come once a month and really build a relationship with our families. Yeah, I, you know, I suppose that the the mothers do receive WIC or or some support, but man, that just doesn't even seem to come close to scratching the surface when you live in an area like Washington D.C. or Arlington, Virginia. I mean, what are a few of the other support services that moms do receive uh, in the program? 
Well, obviously, paying $100 a month rent living in Arlington is a huge benefit. They each get their own room, and that really helps them. Um, really, they just get WIC. They get um, TANF. Some of them get SNAP, which is food assistance. Other than that, they really don't get any other support unless they're receiving support from the baby's father or a family member, which unfortunately doesn't really happen too often. So when we talked on the phone, I, I asked you if helping young women like this was a, a sort of a higher calling for you. Is that the case? Absolutely. I um, started volunteering with uh, Bar Mayo Housing with the Birthday Angels program about 10 years ago, and that's about when I found out I was going to become a mother. And uh, I know I have an interesting story in that my daughter is adopted, and it was, you know, I think that she definitely is a gift from God to me and my husband, and I will probably never meet her teen mother, her biological mother. And by me helping these young teen moms, it kind of gives me a sense of satisfaction and I don't know, just a thank you, because I really believe that through the your grace of God, really, I became a mother. And I want to thank him for letting me be a mother. And I want to help these other mothers be the best moms they can be. Yeah, I mean, do you think, you know, I think in, in a community like Arlington that's diverse and, and affluent, I mean, you know, is there a misperception about the, the, the moms who come in? I mean, these the moms who come to you come from all walks of life, all families, all all parts of Arlington County and even maybe even the district. Absolutely. People, for some reason, have an image of a homeless teen mom, whatever that may be. And our mothers come from, I mean, some of them are Yorktown students, some of them are living in cars, some of them are in homeless shelters. They all come from different environments before they come to Barmeo Housing. But once they're there, they support each other and we just start from you know scratch with each one and just work on goals and we just help them the best we can. So what other things would you like uh, the listeners to know about the young women? That they're amazing and I am impressed with them every single day. I uh, love to go to their high school graduations and their college graduations. It's a, I mean, it's such a joy. I get to know their children. Uh, they're with us two to three years. My daughter knows their children. They become family and these young women are just spectacular. I mean, they are going to school full time and doing the best they can, just like all of us. We're trying to be the best moms that they can be. Now, you mentioned uh, earlier about a, a diaper program, but, you know, as if you folks didn't have enough on your plate, you know, you started an infant care support center as well. Can, can you tell us a little bit about that? Because when you and I talked about that, I was just amazed that, you know, on the budget you have, on, on the staff you have, that you're able to take this on uh, and just the magnitude of how it's growing really quickly. Right. We actually have four part-time employees, so we we do a lot with very little resources. So about five years ago, I started what we call the Infant Care Supply Center, and what was happening is people in the community at my daughter's school found out where I work, and they were giving me items, clothing, diapers, everything, and you know, if you're in fundraising, you don't want to say no to anybody, so I would take the items and then try to give them to the girls in the house, or if we couldn't use them, I would you know, re-donate them. But eventually I realized I was getting really nice items that the community could use. So we started this infant care supply center where all the items are donated in. And then we have volunteers that actually put it right back out in the community to families that are in need. And this started with about serving five or 10 families about five years ago. And now we're serving over 150 families each month. They can come to the center once a month to receive diapers, wipes, formula, clothing, toys, whatever they need. 
and uh, we don't ask questions, just make sure they're in need, and that's all. So we have a call to action. We ask people for our guests. Um, what sort of a call to action would you like to issue to our listeners? What I tell every volunteer when they leave Barmeo Housing is there are so many wonderful small nonprofits in Arlington and in the surrounding area. I think we get, uh, we always focus on the larger nonprofits, but it's actually the smaller ones that really need the support and they really need your help either by volunteering or a couple dollars, whatever you can spare. So I always challenge everybody to find a small nonprofit that, you know, is equal to your interests and try to help them. And what are some things that, that folks can do specifically uh, at, at Borromeo Housing? I mean, if there are, for example, Girl Scout troops, uh, you know, folks who want to come by, I mean, are there specific things that, that uh, you know, you can do at Borromeo Housing? Maybe it's age-dependent, maybe it's not. Right. We um, have several different volunteer opportunities. Like I said earlier, if you want to help us, I will let you and we'll find something that we can do together. We love Girl Scout troops and Boy Scout troops. They come in, they do, they earn their silver awards or Eagle Scout awards. We love uh, the middle school kids and high school kids that come and do, you know, community yard work for us or help paint the house or, you know, tutor the kids or the moms or even babysit. We love our guest chefs and our volunteers that come once a month. And we love people that like us on Facebook and follow us, you know, anything to support our mission. So our time is starting to run a little short, but I, I'd, I'd love to hear from you, like one of your favorite stories, uh, something that's happened there over the past 10 years that you'd like to share with the listeners. One of my favorite stories. Um, Not your favorite. I don't <laughs> want to start a fight. No. <laughs> that's right. Um, well, there's so many, so many. Like I said, I love to go to the graduations, and sometimes, unfortunately, I'm the only one there that's supporting this young mother and this family. Um, I just, I have so many, I just can't even pick one. I just... I love when the mothers succeed and I just look at their face and they're so proud and their children are so proud of what they've accomplished on their own. And I just think that's the universal story. I don't really have one specific. Yeah, that's it's an interesting image there. It's sometimes being the only person at the graduation. I mean, you folks really help these moms when they come in and they're, they're in, you know, not desperate need, but in serious need of help and then take them through a program where you may be the only person helping them out that gateway in, into their, their life of independence. And, and that's, a, that's a great image. Uh, any other groups? Uh, I know you folks, you know, you said you, you work with a number of organizations. Any, uh, anyone in particular that are a few that you might want to give a shout out to who are uh, helping you in the area um, of different types? I'm sure we have uh, many organizations that help us during our group nights. We have Project Knitwell, which is a great organization. They are helping us and our mothers learn to relax through knitting. We also work in the D.C. County Jail. They have a quilting program, and they uh, help the the people living in the jail. They create these quilts for our families. They can't keep them themselves, but they can donate them, and we love to go. I'm actually going to be there Friday to pick up some more quilts. We love our, uh, we have a PAWS program that comes out. That's through Arlington County. They bring dogs and they read with our families to help uh, nurture reading in a non-threatening, supportive environment. And we just like our volunteers that are guest chefs. We have yoga instructors. We have many, many people that help us. That's great. Yeah, you mentioned the uh, the quilting at the at the uh, the county jail, and, and in fact, you, maybe that's a future guest on Grace and Thirty. It, you know, what amazes me, everyone knows somebody in the community who uh, would make a great guest and who's who's helping out in this great community of ours in in, in some way. 
uh, you, you know, like the folks who are helping out, the folks here at Borromeo Housing. So you've got about 20 seconds. Is there anything you'd like to add or something you didn't cover? I just am so thankful for this opportunity. I would love everybody out there to go to our Facebook page, support our mission in any way that you can. Of course, we always would love donations, but if you can come volunteer or just meet our families, I think you'll be as impressed as I am with them. And your website is? BorromeoHousing.org. How do you spell that? B-O-R-R-O-M-E-O Housing.org. Great. Great. Yeah. Thank you uh, so much for joining us, Darlene. Uh, We really appreciate... uh, Thank you for the work you're doing. Really appreciate your comments for our listeners here tonight. Um, you know, for our listeners, please consider Darlene's challenge to think about how you can work in, in this community, how you can work specifically with Borromeo Housing and, and change people's lives, the lives of young mothers and their children. You know, if you were more moved to find out more about Borromeo Housing, support them in some way, uh, visit their website. Again, it's uh, borromeohousing.org. That's borromeohousing.org. Uh, we'll also be posting this information on our Facebook and Twitter pages at Grace in 30. Um, also, if you know someone uh, local in the community or, or even nationally who'd be a great guest for the show, uh, please contact us at gracein30 at gmail.com. That's G-R-A-C-E-I-N 30 at gmail.com. A recording of the show can be found on WERA's website 24 hours after the show's aired. Next week, we'll be hosting Tim Sample, CEO and co-founder of 72 Africa, a nonprofit started by two Arlington residents to promote sustainable peace in targeted areas throughout Africa. If you'd like more information on them prior to our next broadcast, please visit their website at 72africa.org. This is Ed and Sal signing off from Grayson 30 on WERALP Arlington 96.7 FM. Peace.